Good evening, how are you? Okay, so let's continue. <clears throat> so we finished last week with Alakaina Shama. Perfect timing. My little baby over here, I got this pizza, bring it over here to eat, and all fish. I don't want to miss this. Did you eat? Huh? Did you eat? Me, I'm good. Oh, you're good. The baby, the baby. Oh, the baby's taking care of Okay. Okay, so let's begin with the Birchas HaShachar. We finished last week with Alakaina Shama. And we're going to move on with the Birchas HaShachar. I think Sfaradim and the Siddur it had after Alakaina Shama is the Birchas HaShachar. Yeah. Not Birchas HaTer, correct? Uh, I think that's what I was in. Right? Alakaina Shama, Yusah Hanosan Sachivina. The 15 Brachas? Makes yeah, sense? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's what, the order, and then we'll come up to Birchas HaTer afterwards. So. That's, yeah. Good question. Very good question. So we'll begin with the following. We're about to begin a, a, a set of 15 brachas that Chazal established that we say every morning. There are 15 brachas if you count it. It's all together 15. And every morning we say these 15 brachas. And the question is, what was the reasoning? Why did Chazal establish these 15 brachas? Before we discuss each one in specific, why did they establish these 15 brachas? So the Torah says a very interesting chiddush. He says that at the time, the time of David HaMelech, there was a plague. And people were dying every day. And a hundred people were dying every day. That was the number. Around a hundred people every day were dying. So they didn't know what. They were trying to figure out why were people dying. You know, that's what Chazal do. And when there's a plague, there's something going wrong. What was the reason for it? Eventually, they understood that the reason why is because people weren't making enough brachas. And it's at that point they established the halacha that a person's supposed to make a hundred brachas every day. That's what the Torah says. That's what happened at the times of David. There was a plague. They tried to figure out what it was. They understood, the Chazal understood, that the reason why there was a plague is because people weren't making enough brachas. So they established, you have to make 100 brachas every day. Now, that's a lot of brachas to make on, a, on a, your average day. So this is what the Torah says. To make it easier, in the morning, they created these 15 brachas ha-shachar, so that you could be, you know, you have a head start. You're already 15 brachas ahead of the game. This is what the Torah says. Okay. Now, okay, we could take it like that, but we could dig a little deeper to understand. It seems like, what's the essence of a bracha? Every bracha we make throughout our day, whether it's a bracha on a cup of water, a bracha on a mitzvah, what's the idea? The idea of a bracha is that we could go throughout our day and completely forget about Hashem. When we do things, we know we could just live our, our day and not think about the fact that there's an Hashem. So Chazal instituted brachas throughout our day on different things, whether it's we're eating or even when we're doing a mitzvah. You know, some, a person can do a mitzvah and not even think about the fact that there's an Hashem. You're just doing the mitzvah, you're used to it. You know, you're used to washing your hands in the morning. You're used to learning. So that's why throughout our day we make brachas to remember that there's an Hashem. So possibly that's really what would happen by the days of David, is that people's amuna was getting weaker. Not necessarily specifically they weren't making brachas, but the idea is that their amuna was weakening. So therefore Chazal instituted, throughout your day make sure to make a hundred brachas. So if you take a hundred brachas and you divide that up throughout your day, you're going to accomplish that you're going to be thinking about Hashem a lot more often. 
That was the institution of this rule to make a hundred brachas a day. So now we can understand these brachas hashachah, which we'll see each one individually, is every area of our life we're thanking Hashem for something. We're recognizing that in every area of our life, whether it is from the fact that we could see our shoes, etc., we'll see in the future all the different brachas, we're recognizing that there's Hashem in every part of our life. We could say a little more. The Gemara says, it says, the Pasuk says, Ma Hashem shalmimcha ki im liyira. What does Hashem ask of you? All He asks is to fear. But the Gemara says, Ma could also be read, Me'a. Me'a Hashem shalmimcha. Hashem asks of you for a hundred. The hundred prachas we make every day. That's what the Gemara says. But if you think about it, what does the Pasuk say? What, what does the real Pasuk say? What does Hashem ask of you? All Hashem asks is to fear Him. But now, what does that mean? How does that relate to brachas? Because all Hashem wants of us is us to live our lives and recognize that Hashem's there in our lives and is in charge of everything and control of everything that goes on in our lives. That's what Hashem wants. And that's the ultimate fear of Hashem. The ultimate fear of Hashem is that when we know Hashem is in charge of everything. Everything that happens to us, everything that we get, everything we go through is from Hashem. So when a person feels that, he'll fear Hashem tremendously. Because he realizes Hashem's in char- Hashem is in charge of every single happening in his life. There's nothing that we're in control of. So when we make brachas throughout our day, we actually infuse our day with Yiras Hashem. So again, that's our head start for these 15 brachas and the start of our day with these 15 brachas, recognizing that in every era of our life, Hashem is there. That being said, one more introduction. We spoke about this a drop in the beginning, but I want to mention something I saw this week. Every bracha begins, Baruch Atah Hashem. Blessed are you, Hashem. We refer to Hashem directly, you. Now, to me, that bothered me. That bothered me. It feels a little disrespectful to say you to Hashem. You know, it's, it feels, something feels felt wrong with it. But I saw this, I saw last week, the following. The Chassam Seifer in Parshas Taldais brings from his Rebbe of Nassim Adler. He says, if you look at the Psukim by Yaakov and Esav, you'll see something very interesting. Esav, when he refers to Yitzchak, he says, Yakum Avi, my father should get up with tremendous respect. However, Yaakov says, Kumna, get up. He doesn't say, Yaakov, Avi, my father. Esav seems like has a lot more respect, which seems like something that we would, you know, give Esav credit for. But the Chassam Sefer says, no, no, it's not so. We believe that even with our parents, we can have a close relationship. The Torah perspective is that even with a person's parents, there could be a close relationship. Now, obviously, that has to be balanced with a tremendous amount of respect. However, you could have a close relationship with one's parent, it doesn't have to only be fear and respect. And you have to say, my father, get up. Aesop didn't have the Torah perspective of a relationship with one's parents. Therefore, it was only fear to him. Yakum avi, my father should get up. But we believe that we can actually have a balanced relationship with our parents. And he says that's why when we, we could direct Hashem, we could speak to Hashem directly the same way. The ultimate fear and respect is to Hashem. Yiras Hashem, kavod Hashem. But we could speak to Hashem directly. We could say, blessed are you, Hashem. Because we have that close, very close relationship with, with Hashem. So on one hand, we have to fear Hashem and respect Him. But on the other hand, we can actually direct, refer to Hashem directly and say, blessed are you, Hashem. 
So every time we make that bracha, we have to think about that. We're actually speaking to Hashem in a very intimate way. Blessed are you, Hashem. But again, that goes to show that we, we can have a close relationship, close enough that we can refer to Hashem directly. So let's begin with the first bracha. Hashem gives the sechvi, we'll see what that is in, in a moment, bina, the chicken, understanding, to know the difference between day and night. So the first bracha we make is Hashem gives the rooster the understanding to differentiate between day and night. And obviously, it's a strange bracha. Right? What, what does this have anything to do? I mean, it's, it's nice. I mean, they crow in the morning. Well, what's the idea here? Now, you could say, how'd they used to wake up? In the days of the Gemara, we have alarm clocks. Now, in the days of the Gemara, they, they woke up in the morning. Now, how they, the days began at daybreak. Now, what was their alarm clock? The rooster. So, they're thanking Hashem for the alarm clock. If you think about that, think of, think of, if they were, if they, let's say there wouldn't be a, such an such a concept of an alarm clock. How do we wake up in the morning? You ever, you ever thought about that? How do we wake up? So, wake some up. people just wake up. That's true. Some people just wake up. But many people, you had a late night and you know, you, you got back late from a wedding and you, you need to wake up for a business meeting. How are you going to wake up? If there's no, no such thing as an alarm clock, how would you wake up? You wouldn't. The rooster. <laughs> the rooster. So we have to thank Hashem for the rooster. We have to thank Hashem for the alarm clock. So why not? So right away we're thanking Hashem for the alarm clock, possibly. But okay, let's take it. Let's take another approach to that. But uh, okay, so <clears throat> the Taisvis says like this. Taisvis says that let's say someone doesn't hear the rooster crow. Does he make the bracha? If I don't eat an apple, I don't make a ha'etz, right? So if I don't hear the rooster crow, the rooster crow in the morning, can I still make the bracha? Because if I'm making a bracha about the rooster crowing, maybe I sh- and if I didn't hear it, if I'm living in Miami Beach, not on a farm, can I make the bracha or not? So Taisa says, of course you can make the bracha. Why is that? He says, because the real reason we make the bracha is because we're thanking Hashem for daytime, for a new day, a fresh new day. Now the rooster was the first one to notice that difference. So therefore, we, we, you know, we credit the rooster it knows the difference between night and day. But the essence of the bracha is not because, you know, it's not the alarm clock. It's really the idea that there's a fresh new day. Which brings up another idea. Imagine there was no night. It was just one straight day. And we wouldn't go to sleep. Sounds pretty okay. And we wouldn't get tired. Life would be just one long day with no sleep time. Good morning. It'll get boring, but another thing, you know sometimes after a long hard day, you just go to sleep and you know tomorrow will be a fresh new day. Mm-hmm. That's a present that Hashem gave us. That every night we could go to sleep after, you know, it wasn't such a great day and say, you know what, tomorrow's going to be a fresh new day. That's a present we get with sleep. If there would be no concept of getting tired and having to sleep, and it would be just one long day, we wouldn't have that. So again, we're thanking Hashem for that difference of night and day. For that fresh new day. Now the rooster is the first one to recognize it's a fresh new day. That's what we credit the rooster. But that's the idea of the bracha. Now, here's the next question. Hashem gave the rooster the understanding to notice the difference between night and day. How much understanding does someone or something need to notice the difference between night and day? 
Not much. The difference between night and day is as clear as night and day. So we're thanking Hashem, thank you for giving the rooster the understanding to know the difference between night and day. That doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much to notice the difference between night and day. So what are we thanking Hashem for? So I was trying to research this a drop, but I heard once and it seems like it's accurate. The rooster doesn't crow at daybreak. It crows a little before. As daybreak is coming closer, as day is coming closer, the rooster starts crowing. It recognizes that day is about to come. That's its understanding. It's understanding, it's Bina, it's intuition, Bina can also be intuition, is that day is about to come. So that's the Bina that the rooster has, to recognize that day is about to come, which is also an idea of Bina, and we th- again, the rooster has that, but Sechvi can also mean our heart. Sometimes we could go, be going through a very dark time in our life, and we have that Bina sometimes, that day is going to come. And we know to every darkness, lightness, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. Now, we, sometimes we, we don't know when it is. Sometimes we have to have that bina, that understanding to know it will come. But that's that bina that the sechvi, the rooster has, is that it knows that soon it's about to be day. Now, it's interesting. A Matzah Shabbos, we add a bracha in Shmon Esrei. Atachinantanu. Now, Atachinantanu, is a bracha where we talk about the separation between Shabbos and, and the weekday. Now, where, do we, where is that bracha placed? That bracha is placed in the bracha of das bina. It's in the bracha of bina. Because bina, understanding, is how we know, differentiate between two items. So that's when we talk about the separation between Yidin and the Gayim, we talk about the separation between Shabbos and weekday, we speak about Bina, a deeper understanding. Because sometimes things on the surface seem the same. And it requires a deeper understanding to see the, the difference. The rooster, it's crowing. It's still dark outside. Why are you crowing? Because it has a deeper understanding. It knows that day is about to come. So when we thank Hashem for we're also thanking Hashem for giving us Bina and us understanding. Because when we go throughout our day, we look at many things on surface, they seem the same. Doesn't seem so bad. What's so bad about that? But when you think deeper, you realize you gave a person intellect and understanding to realize that many things are different. There's a very stark difference between Gayim and Yidin. It's a very big difference. So what's the difference? They're good, we're good, we're okay. Why can't, what, what's the difference between us and them? Fine, we keep Shabbos. Is there really a big difference? Yes, there is a real big difference. Shabbos and weekday, it could look the same. Well, I'm relaxing, it's Sunday. No. With Bina, a deeper understanding, you see that there is a very big difference between the two of them. Okay, so let's move on to the next bracha, Shalaya Sanigai. What's this bracha? We thank Hashem, thank you Hashem for not making us a guy. Now the first thing is, I, especially these days, we're, spoke, we, we're, we're told about positive reinforcement. Focus on the positive, right? Why do we focus on the fact that Hashem didn't make us a guy? We could have said, She'asani Yisrael, that Hashem made us Jewish. Why are we focused on the negative? We're not thankful for not being a guy. 
or thankful for being Jewish. So shouldn't we say Sha'asani Yisrael? That would be nice. So the Bach says like this. The Gemara tells us that really we would have been better off not created it. It's hard to understand what this means, but this is what the Gemara says. That really we would have been better off not created because as much as we try to do our best here, we fail a lot. So therefore we would have been better off if we weren't created. Now that we're created, we have to do our best. But again, it's a hard concept. What does that mean? We would have been better off not created. But this is what the Gemara says. That we would have been better off if we weren't created in the first place. Because we, we fail a lot. There's no righteous person, no tzaddik that doesn't sin. So, but that was Hashem's will to create us. So the Bach says, therefore, we can't say, Sha'asani Yisrael. We can't focus, Hashem, thank you for creating me a Jew because we would have been better off to not be created so that's why we focus on the negative now that you created me I'm happy that you didn't create me a guy that's what the Bach takes it okay that's his understanding but then this is a different shot which is easier for us to take he says like this if we would say Sha'asani Yisrael then we wouldn't be able to make the following two brachas the three brachas we make Sha'asani guy. You didn't make me a guy. Shalai Sani Eved, you didn't make me a slave. Shalai Sani Isha, you didn't make me a woman. Right? If you would say Shasani Yisrael, that would cover everything. That would cover that you're not a slave and that you're not a woman. Yisrael is, a, is male. So if we would say Shasani Yisrael, we would cover all three brachas in one. Therefore, we want to we divide it up. We want to take each one separately. Therefore, we would say Shalai Sani Gai. Then Shalai Asani Aved, then Shalai Asani Isha. Because we specifically want to make three separate brachas. That's what the Bach says. Now, why? Why? Why do we want to make three separate brachas? Let's just make one. Let's just say Shasani Yisrael will cover everything. In fact, generally, we try not to make more brachas than needed. So we should just say Shasani Yisrael and cover all three. So I think this goes back to what we started off with today. Is that that's not the point here. We're, we're trying to count our blessings. We're trying to, every morning, we're trying to set our trajectory for our day to see Hashem's blessing in every single detail. From the fact that, first of all, divide it up. We're not a guy. We're not a slave. And Shalai Isha, we're not a woman. We want to say every single thing we want to divide it up. Specifically, we want to divide it up. If we would just say Shalai Yisrael, we would only see one blessing in that. That were a Yisrael. But in the morning, we want to specifically realize that every single detail in our life is another blessing. So we want to make more brachas. We want to make 15 brachas. Like we said, because we want to have that trajectory to seeing Hashem throughout our day, set the trajectory that throughout our day, we see Hashem's blessing and brach in every single detail. And if we, in the morning, we go through, take it apart. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not that. Oh, we start appreciating things as we move along throughout our day. Um, just end off with a story about Shalai Asani Gai. It says, Rav Yisrael Naim, and said this over in, uh, from Rav Avram Shmuel Kivovitz. So he was, he was during the war and he was hiding in these horrendous conditions during World War II. And for a time, he lived in an open pit and he was frozen, starving, and covered in filth. It was a terrible, terrible conditions. He said, one morning, this, this uh, Rav Avram Shmuel woke up and he said the following. He said, he said, Shalaylam. He said, Master of the world. He's like, I'm starving, freezing, I'm covered in filth and lice. 
He said, knowing that any minute if I'm discovered, I'll be shot. He said, many miles away, President Roosevelt is in a comfortable bed, warm and well-fed, protected by an army of the strongest nation. He said, if someone would give me the option of trading places,